Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, good morning. Here we are with End Times Friday, and it's our first Friday of the 2023 is when this tapes. We're, we're taping it. Mm. I mean, when this airs, we're taping it actually in December, but um, it will air in, in January and start the new year with a, a new set of uh, all interesting information. <laughs> that Absolutely. <laughs> keeps going. Uh, this uh Yesterday was Guest Thursday, and we had uh, the second session of the Medinas uh, from Houston that just <laughs> fantastic Amazing discussion. Story, if if right. you haven't gone back and listened to that, uh, this is one of the beauties of the Guest Thursdays is that we get so uh, uh, overwhelmed by the truth of all that mm-hmm. God wants us to share, you know, finding truth in a world of chaos. Well, one of the things that you and I know is that... Um, the truth has to become real. Yes. Um, if it's hypothetical, which would be called, you know, religion or mm-hmm. uh, theology, yeah. But it never, but it never translates into reality. Mm-hmm. Then it really isn't true, you know. And mm-hmm. and when we say finding truth, we're really not talking about finding intellectual truth. It's finding the essence of truth, which is Christ himself and the life yes. of Christ and how it translates. But the Medinas, um, were, you know, just uh, share this amazing place where they were in a, where you would think there's no hope for right. anything that they could experience in life. Uh, he, and honestly, the world would look at their stories and say there is no hope for them. Right. You know, so no hope for them. Ways, they and, would be sitting in a in a hopeless spot, and the world would look judgmentally and say, "Put hopelessness on them." Yeah, yeah. And by the way, say yeah. that say that you deserve what you what you're living. You know, right. and uh, but God's look at it differently. So it's just a great story of redemption. And uh, as we're uh, you know looking at uh, what's happening in the world, um, there's a couple things interesting things happening. Uh, one is that uh, Israel. Uh, which remember is at the as we think of the end, and we'll talk. We'll have a little bit of a, a part of that story even today again. That um, the formation of Israel back as a country, mm-hmm. you know, in '47 from the United Nations, and then they won the '67 war that reestablished the the boundaries uh, back to the biblical time. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, that they're now a nation, and uh, Jesus says, when you see that nation return. Uh, and functioning, that's when, you know, the debt generation will see the end. And again, I think I've shared that um, I always had a question about that because I knew about 47 and 67. And a generation maximum is is uh, 40 years. So mm-hmm. um, when I had lunch with Netanyahu, um, that was one of my questions is, uh, you know, what do you see as Israel in the, in the uh, scriptures relative to the end? And uh, he made a comment. Uh, he said, well, we're not a nation yet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's really what, what took me back is to, what do you mean you're not a nation? You formed up in 47 and 67 won the war. And he says, no. He said, we don't consider ourselves a nation until over 50% of all the true Jewish people in the world live in Israel. Right. By yeah. Jewish bloodline. By Jewish bloodline, about, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> you know, and just side note, think about that. Mm-hmm. They, they got destroyed in 70 AD. Mm-hmm. No more a nation. They weren't functioning as a, as a central government. So they, right. they would be like uh, Germany stopped existing. Mm-hmm. Well, 2,000 years later, they're still pure Germans or they're still pure Jews. You know, that's, that is, wild that is it, overwhelming right? that it and even. And the fact that they track that and can track that is yeah, amazing. Yeah, and that they're, yeah. and they're real, you know, they're really part of the pure uh, nation. Um, and so, uh, interesting enough, by the way, one of the, uh, and this was, because of how, how they understood even the Old Testament, um, they associated themselves with, I'm born into a tribe. Mm-hmm. And remember, there's 12 tribes out of the 12 sons of, of Jacob. Um, and each one of them keep lineage of what tribe you're in. So when you are born, you're actually identified of what tribe are you born into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, where, what's your lineage? And because they, they kept marriage, in a sense, pure between people of the Jewish faith, uh, Jews, true Jews from Israel, mm-hmm. part of a tribe, they still today know that what tribe they're part of, and they can track how many true Jews uh, wow. are, 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 are there. And now, mm-hmm. you know, so he was like, well, we're not a nation yet. And I was like, whoa, uh, that explains something. Um, because it seemed to me, and this was uh, actually in 1999, um, I, I can't see the end coming in 2007. Mm-hmm. So I wondered about that, and God said, well, here, this is why. It's not really a nation yet. Well, Netanyahu, he was a prime minister, uh, stands up in 2012 uh, at a secular uh, audience making a speech. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'd like to say something before I start. Today... We became a nation. Mm. We have more than fifty percent of all the Jews in the world that now live in Israel, and we now are officially a nation. You know, and he said it's a big deal, you know, for us. And so mm-hmm. it's like, huh, two thousand and twelve, and forty years would be two thousand and forty-two, uh, fifty-two. Uh, that uh, well, uh, that creates an interesting window. That, of time that could to be, watch, you know, that could right? be. It. So he said, you know, that um, uh, when the uh, aspect of um, Israel being the center, then we need to pay attention to Israel uh, in terms of what, what happens. So we know that's where all the action happens in the book of Revelation. Well, it's all about mm-hmm. Israel and about Jerusalem. And so a couple things have happened uh, since last we met. One is that the uh, Saudi government uh, is working with uh, Netanyahu's new Israeli government Okay. to uh, be able to sign a uh, peace treaty. Um, and they have been informally supporting, uh, remember the, the Shiites and the Sunnis, Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. Sunni, uh, they've had other Sunni nations that they've actually supported them signing peace treaties. But Saudi Arabia never really, at least felt that they couldn't yet, 
they haven't been opposing uh, Israel, but they haven't supported a peace treaty. But there's now saying that within the next year, 2023, they're getting ready to sign a peace treaty. Um, oh, interesting. And that's a big deal, uh, particularly with what's going on with uh, Saudi Arabia and America and and Russia. You know, which we'll which we'll talk about uh, in the next couple couple of times. But uh, it's kind of a big deal, and um, uh, he's still uh, Netanyahu is still working at forming his government, and because of the coalition, um, members of his own party are not super happy because he's given away these, what these call these cabinet positions to other party, other parties as opposed to, the, to his party. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you know, they're having some internal strife with that. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of, he's, he's got another, uh, by the time this airs, he should have formed the government, and I think if he right, had, if there's a time limit, that there's he a has time to limit. If he that, hasn't, then it's going to go back to a vote um, hmm. or go to the next guy to to, to form it up. So um, this is kind of interesting to watch, you know, and, and see, you know, what happens um, on the economic front, uh, which is what is going to drive this whole issue of the tribulation. Um, there's a um, uh, basically an investment program with banks and with uh, investments called derivatives. Mm-hmm. And just think of, um, you know, uh, the, the, the uh, stock or the action behind the stock that mm-hmm. they, they kind of play a separate game with what's called derivatives that um, are, are big time. I mean, there are trillions of dollars that are being held. And uh, there's a concern that uh, because uh, people haven't uh, kept track of everything and the potential collapse of certain derivatives could take the whole system down. Um, oh, wow. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's ready yet, but they, they have written that they now see the possibility of it, mm-hmm. uh, which means that if, if they want to use that to collapse a system, you know, they can. And so um, it's, it's kind of a big deal, and it does impact the central banking system um, and the worldwide economy so that um, it's just an indicator, as we are going to talk today, about preparation and being ready. It's to recognize and not to dismiss it right. so that when you look at and you read something like that, that, hey, all of a sudden they're starting to recognize that, huh, these derivatives uh, could truly cause everything to tumble down and now it's noticeable and now you know it's a signal and so what I, what I look at it is a piece of information right that God gives us because uh, it hasn't collapsed and mm-hmm. uh, we don't know if and when it's, it's going watch, to though. but it's another thing to watch another thing to observe in terms of the fragility of the of the system um, so that as we're looking at you know what do we do about that? Um, it's to be wise about it. And I don't know if you followed um, uh, the crypto collapse. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, where where it was it was literally billions and billions of dollars that overnight collapses. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they see, and this is this is part of the economic system that we're part of, is that once something starts to what I call go downhill quickly or or tank, it, the system can't recover. Right. 
Uh, so it, often it's almost like this spiral that's set in motion because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You see it, you know, you see it begin to go and then everybody panics. So it begins to go more quickly. Right, right. All right. And the, um, uh, when this collapsed, which is now, uh, from, from the time when this is there, this is like a month ago, um, because of what was going on, there were some shady things going on underneath it all. Mm-hmm. And they weren't, they weren't legitimate. And because they weren't legitimate, then people started to experience loss. And then they, they basically, the whole thing collapses. Um, and people who are, you know, this is people, even uh, uh, big time players and big time in- investors, uh, including- yeah, There were a lot of high profile names that bought into all of this. Bought, bought in, publicized it, and are probably going to be called. And endorsed it. And yeah, that's, that's where the problem's going to be, is that their endorsements are going to be brought into lawsuits. Mm-hmm. You said, and we trusted that, and it didn't. It wasn't true, you know. And right. and uh, you, in in essence, a little bit, just by itself, is a problem. Which is why the whole financial community is supposed to follow uh, government regulations in terms of of information. Mm-hmm. And you really got to be careful not to over t- what they call over promote mm-hmm. something. That, that particularly if you don't know anything about it. <laughs> so right. so uh, that's, that collapsed. And that was, I think, one of the indicators that, uh-oh, what about? You know, it kind of caused us to look at the derivative market. So um, uh, it's really going to be interesting. So as we look at that, uh, you know, God calls us to, to look at and be prepared. So let's go to uh, Luke uh, chapter, I think it's, uh, what did we say, 20, uh, 21, 21 uh, verse 29. Uh, if you go ahead and read that for us, and we'll talk about that, 29 through 38. Sure. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. And in the daytime he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and stayed on the mountain called Olivet. Then early in the morning, all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. Okay. So, um, again, this is uh, his discussion of, you know, his coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking about, you know, watch and, and be careful and uh, things coming. And then he says, uh, when you see the fig tree, and again, this is reflective of Israel. Uh, when you mm-hmm. see Israel blossom, uh, the end is near, the kingdom is coming. Um, and he says, um, I say to you, this generation uh, will by no means pass away till all things take place. Mm-hmm. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will be no means pass away. Okay, so he makes a statement. First of all, you know, what, what does he say about uh, the fact that, that the generation that sees this, you know, is going to see the end? What, what, what does he, how does he describe that as being so critical? 
Well, basically that when we see it, that will be the generation that sees it. So you see a timing element to it. Yeah. So that, um, and again, um, I think that the reason he used generation is that um, it's not a specific date. That's mm-hmm. really during a era or during a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sometime during that season, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, it just so happens, you know, that uh, this is airing, uh, you know, in January. Um, and as I was, uh, I was actually thinking about this. And I was led to uh, the story of Christ, you know, birth. And um, uh, after he was born, he was taken by Mary and Joseph to the temple mm-hmm. uh, to uh, both be circumcised. And then uh, at the end of the 40 days, which is where the purification time comes for the, for the woman, uh, if they want to dedicate their son, they take him to the temple to dedicate him. Right. And Simeon is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he welcomes him, and then he rejoices and said, and it talks about the fact that he was full of the Holy Spirit, uh-huh. uh, being led by the Holy Spirit. And he says, Father, I praise you that you told me that I, I am not going to pass until I see the Christ. Right. Um, and here it is. I got to see it. So it wasn't that he said to Simeon, well, next week, is when it's going to happen, or even next mm-hmm. year is when it's going to happen. He just says, "In your season, in your season area of life, you'll mm-hmm. see it happen, and then it really happened." Um, and that's what struck me is that when he says this generation will not pass away except they see it, I believe that it it reinforces that we can't predict is it next year, the year after, five years, ten years, but it seems like it could be within the next 30 to 40 years. Right. Um, and, and again, going back to play on what you shared with Netanyahu, 2012 being when yeah. Israel is officially a nation again, then you're in a generational, this is where you're getting that time frame from. Yeah. Um, and then he says something interesting in verse 33. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about that. Uh, well, heaven and earth... In a sense, it's spiritual and physical, and they're a unit, by the way. Mm-hmm. So heaven and earth are one, are one, and he creates a new heaven and earth later. He said, yeah, they're going to pass. Everything about it is going to pass. He says, however, what I say isn't going to pass. Mm. And I think what he's trying to illustrate is that you can count on my instruction. Mm. What I just said it really is going to happen. There will be a moment, just like when, you know, Jesus uh, was prophesied, you know, uh, uh, to Micah that um, Bethlehem, you're going to see the birth of Christ. Right. Well, that happened, you know, hundreds of years before that. But he, he basically said, my words are true. It's going to happen. It will, hold it will happen. You know, so that as we look at the signs, is God telling us? pay attention, pay attention, and that the sequencing uh, is going to get closer and closer and closer, and you're going to start to understand things as things get get put together. Um, And that Israel's formed up, and then I'm telling you something. And then he goes on to talk about this uh, kind of this uh, statement. He says, be careful that you uh, aren't weighed down by the cares of life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you think of the cares of life, 
uh, how could we get weighed down by that? We get distracted by the, the weariness of what's going on in our own personal world, really, and what's going on in the greater thing, and then we miss what's actually going on in the spiritual realm and what God's preparing us for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, the whole uh, situation of, uh, you know, for example, um, and actually this will be signed by the time that we air this, but the government is signing into law uh, same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, they're <laughs> which is always funny to me, they're having a, a what they call a, non-bi- a non-binary transgender <laughs> person, you know, a big, big-time person at that ceremony to, to reflect it. And that, um, you know, and again, the way, the way I kind of look at stuff is kind of funny and, and simple. And that is that... Um, I was reminded of uh, Abraham and Lot with uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, mm. you know, and that um, that's what they were doing is a big time right. was was gay, gay marriage and gay, you know, uh, activity. Uh, and, um, you know, God said, you got to get out of the city because because destruction is going to happen. Don't look back, by the way. And of course, his wife didn't turn it into a pillar of salt. But um uh, when I think about that and, and that we're going towards Sodom and Gomorrah, right. that it's like, uh-oh, you know, get out of the way because judgment, you know, is going to come. Judgment is coming, you know, and because, that's part of his word as well. Yeah, and it's it's kind of shocking to me how quickly this has happened. And that's why I think the signs are accelerating is that, um, you know, and by the way, throughout the history of, of the world, you know, there has been uh, homosexuality because it's part of sin nature. And, and by the way, this, the sin nature, and we're gonna, as we saw in that story yesterday with the uh, Medinas, that none of that prevents God from just saying, well, do you want to come be with me? Because it doesn't really matter. So it's not a, it's not a condemnation about the person uh, or even the struggle they're having. It's just right. that, you know, do you have a heart to come with me? But God doesn't sanction and want a society to go away away from the truth of God, which is that right. marriage is between a man and a woman, uh, and his well, rescue comes with transformation. Yeah, yeah, and we know, and we know that you know states have already established it, but the gov- federal government for the United States is now trying to set it up as a law, mm-hmm. um, and try to actually what they're trying to do is prevent the Supreme Court from doing something about it. So um, it's interesting uh, that as we look at the cares of life is that we can look at well, our culture is kind of going downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked about the derivative market and the, you know, the crypto s- situation that the inflation rate, um, uh, fuel, uh, cost, food. Uh, by the way, there's a lot of unemployment starting to happen because people are laying, you know, and, and this is true, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Businesses start to recognize, you know what, it's gonna get slower next year. So I'll cut people off and, and terminate them, put them on leave, which, by the way, shrinks the economy more because they don't have the money to buy stuff. Right. And it, it's called a multiplier effect. It starts to snowball and go and go down. So are we going to have a recession in 2023? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to impact you know, a lot of businesses. And so what happens is you get concerned about that mm-hmm. and you're upset about it. And so he said, don't get weighed down. Uh, by the uh, cares of life, of letting that be your focus, particularly as you start to understand, because he just said the generation that sees uh, Israel return is going to see this end. 
Well, we could get caring about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh-oh, um, I don't know. I'm not going to know what to do. What about the mark of the beast? And what if, what if, what if? And now you start fretting about even that, you know, as another mm-hmm. uh, factor. And he says, you know, uh, be careful. Um, he says, rather, uh, this is in verse, uh, by the way, he says it's going to come as a snare on everybody. So he said it's coming. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, it's going to impact everybody. So you're not going to get exempt from it. So he says in verse 36, he said, watch and pray that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Mm -hmm. Okay, so look at the verbs. The first one is watch. What does that mean? To pay attention. Pay attention. actively looking for these Uh, things. And, you, and be watching for the snares. Be watching that you get mm-hmm. caught up in cares. Be watching for the potential things that are coming up. So as we talk about preparation, it's uh, watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, and we've taught, we have a whole series on prayer right now. When you pray for that, what does that mean? What does that imply that we're doing if we're actually praying that we're worthy we're, we're actually having conversation with god what yeah. do you have to say about this and and dialoguing with him about what's going on and our response okay so so worthiness is based upon the relationship mm-hmm. it's not based on what you go out and do or what you have to you know encounter um and just go say to that again that's a really important thing that i just don't want anybody to miss <laughs> yeah it's it's uh because we think of we tend to think of worthiness as things we do for god mm-hmm. um and it's very easy for us to fall into defining that worthiness based on right, our performance right and god defines it as where well, you're worthy <laughs> in a simple way because i'm worthy mm-hmm. and you're worthy because you're what with me with that's me. it you yes. know and if that, you go, that pray continually that is that is being with him if yeah. you if you go over to Colossians chapter 1 um, uh, and just uh, read um, uh, 1 through uh, 11 or excuse me 9 through 11 9 through 11 sure for this reason we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Yeah, so that he says that um, worthiness, and he says pray that you may walk worthy, same thing. Mm-hmm. Jesus made a statement, uh, pray that you are counted worthy or walk worthy. How? Well, you're filled with the knowledge of his will, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding, and that the fruit is the good work that he, he, he works. Remember, because we're right. abiding in the vine, the fruit and comes. he's producing the fruit. <laughs> he's producing the fruit, and he calls it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's what, I, here's what I'm asking you to be part of and follow me in my will. So that when Jesus made the comment of, well, pray that you are counted worthy, is basically pray that you stay with me. And by definition, when he defines prayer, it's really simple. Mm-hmm. Your prayer life has to happen where? When you're with me. Right. Um, right. Are you walking with me in the kingdom, which means you're surrendered your will, discovering my will, and I'm leading and guiding you in the kingdom, which is where I can deliver things, and I can provide you with things, and I can show you the way. 
of what to do. So as we think of preparation for this, it's it's not a don't care about it, see? Right. It's like, well, God will take care of me. Um, he may say, well, I'm going to take care of you by giving you some instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be telling you where, you know, in, investments or your loans or your, uh, your uh, savings and all these things should be or what you should be prepared for. Um, I'm going to give you instruction of my will. And, and this is really important, by the way. It's not universal. Mm-hmm. So uh, you and I can't say, well, if you're going to get ready, do A, B, and C. Right. No. Which honestly, that is what sometimes we want people to do, though, right? Is yeah. You go hear from God and then tell me the list He tells you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because just that's quicker than easier than me taking the time to actually ask Him myself. Yeah. <laughs> and and isn't there a universal will? And the answer is mm-hmm. no. Um, when we talk about preparation, really, what we're saying is get your heart yes. in a place where you're preparing your prayer life that says, Father, lead me and guide me, and I will follow your instruction mm-hmm. as to what you have to say to me, even when it doesn't make sense to me. Um, right. And I'll be, and by the way, what, what you might say to me might be different than the person you say next to me, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not a universal thing, it's a personal thing. Um, right. it, does, it does have uh, some um, possibility of uh, there are global things that, you know, like, for example, let's say the, um, uh, the stock market or the economy is going to really decline. Well, that is going to, and by the way, Jesus said it's going to impact everybody. Right. That may be part of it, at least to be aware of it and to be mm-hmm. thinking about it and processing, not I have be a, asking God if there's anything he needs you to be doing in response to I don't. That. I don't have, you know, it's not I have a prescription for everybody at the same time, but one of the things that he keeps telling all of us is watch, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and share and discuss. And that's what we're trying to do on this on this broadcast is to say that things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems accelerating. Right. Uh, lots and lots of interesting clues that, huh, uh, now we can see more. Now we can see more. And, um, and, and my perspective on it is, is twofold. One is, are we going to be in for a tougher time? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably absolutely true. Right. Uh, we're going through a tougher season economically, culturally, uh, government-wise, politically. It's going to happen. Um, right. And, and one of the questions, and I, I uh, am asking God this and talking to God about this, is that in the history of the world, there were these seasons where things really got tough. Um, so are we just in that season? Could be, right. by the way. Or... Uh, as as Simeon ex- experienced with Jesus, you're going to actually see the actual thing that I've told you. Are we actually in that time? And there is lots of, of reasons right. why we could say, yeah, and there's we a easily could be. There's a decent possibility that we are. Uh, we can't say for sure, uh, but we can say we can watch it and see it. So keep watching. And the key for me this of this passage in Luke is we'll pray. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All the time that you are counted worthy by seeking my will and and be with me uh, by what you're seeing. I'm going to show you things. Watch for them. Let me explain them to you and help me help me lead you in the preparation of what I want you to do. Because he said, if you do, our prayer actually is that we escape the whole the whole problem. Right. Uh, by the way, even that little verse there is a little bit of a reason why maybe it's not a universal rapture ahead of time. 
Right. Because otherwise it'd be like, what just do? Because why would that verse even, yeah. We just pray that everybody, it doesn't matter. Then everybody's going to go, well, no, maybe, maybe you need to pray, you know, so, so we'll keep, we'll keep going. We're going to talk about this next week further uh, as we get into, uh, interesting enough, there's some uh, prophetic things that have been put, put together. I'm going to share a few of those things of kind of, kind of the lay of the land. And then what does that mean for us in terms of, uh, you know, the church? So we will pick it up. All right. Thanks so much, Rich. Thanks for sharing, as always, your wisdom and insight is so appreciated. And thank you for joining us. If you have questions, send them in at questions at afjministry.com, and we will look forward to answering them. Yep. Have a great weekend. Yep. We will see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.